Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Daniel chapter 6 this morning. Daniel chapter 6. Pastor Rick and Susan, Pastor Tom and Betty will both be in the services next week. Just going to be amazing. Going to be amazing. I want to uh, talk to you. This is the most famous story in the book of Daniel, even if you haven't been raised in church or maybe you're new to CFA, uh, maybe you're at least aware of Daniel in the lion's den. I want to uh, uh, hopefully every week at CFA we're practical with our messages and it's not only inspiring and motivating, but hopefully it works for you on on Thursday morning when you're in the meeting, just some practical things. And I want to be practical with you the, this morning and just give you some things that when you're facing lions in your life and uh, you may be thinking, well, Pastor Doug, thank you. Is that, you know, metaphorical, the lines that are... No, I just want to talk about, like, for real. Like, if you're ever on the African plane at night and you get, and you get lost from your group and you're sitting there and, at night and a line is charging at you. Uh, so I did some research. I really, I think this will be practical to you. This is from the, the Smithsonian. Aren't you thankful for the Internet? And if you ever face a charging line, so they just give you seven practical steps that you can do, the first thing uh, that you need to know is that you don't run. Okay, don't run. Uh, math on this is fairly simple. Usain Bolt, one of the fastest men on the planet, runs about 28 miles an hour, and lions can run 50 miles an hour. So if you run from a lion, what's going to happen is you're going to be tired before you die, is basically the, the scenario that will happen to you. So the second thing is that... <laughs> is that while you're standing still, um, I'm going to quote the Smithsonian, the next thing to do is figure out what the lion wants. <laughs> and apparently there's some body language that you can read from the lion, like if the lion is wagging his tail. I don't know that you're supposed to feel good, but at least that's a better sign. If the lion's tail is, is standing straight up, that is a sign that the lion is hungry. And again, I'm going to just read verbatim from this article. If a lion is hunting you, this is very bad for you. Is, <laughs> it's the way that the article uh, puts it. So... Um, so third, should the lion still charge at you, don't run. As Discover Wildlife says, uh, being charged by a lion when you're on foot is extremely frightening, but most charges are mock charges. So I guess even if a lion charges at you most of the time, they're going to just be like, ah, that's all right, I didn't really want you anyways. <laughs> what just happened in those moments is you died of a heart attack, not of a lion bite. <laughs> Number, number four, uh, as with many animal attacks, what you're supposed to do now is you are supposed to, as you're not running, as you're just kind of looking at the line, is you are supposed to make yourself look larger than you really are. So um, if, in case you don't know how to do this, ladies, this is what's happening when you walk into the bathroom and your husband is looking at himself in the mirror. So this is, this is what that looks like, just the general sucking in of the mid-region, and you know what I'm talking I got a couple honest guys in the house, like when you're 
you know, do that. And so, but even if as you're making yourself look larger, one thing you got to know is lions regularly take down animals like zebras and giraffes and hippopotamuses, all of which are rather more large than you. So I don't know if that's going to work or not. Number five, you may have also heard that fire wards off lions. It's just not true. It's not true. So don't get down on the ground and make a fire. I know it worked in The Lion King, but it's not going to work. They're actually curious about fire, so they may be drawn to fire. And then this is what it says. If you see stalking indications, raise your arms above your head and wave them. And most importantly, shout your head off. So apparently the writer of this article is charismatic. Like they were just raised in a Pentecostal church and they are, they're just going, <laughs> see, you're going to, I don't know if you believe this in speaking in tongues or not. And that moment you believe in speaking in tongues. <laughs> but most sites say, number seven, that your best bet is spraying the line with pepper spray, of course, or shooting it with a gun. Thank you very much, but you didn't bring either of those So on your walk alone through the African plains. Well, then, you best stay quite still. So there you go. Just a little helpful instruction if you have to happen to run into a lion this week. But, but on the other hand, right, like if that, if that were to happen, most of us would go into uh, survival mode. Like you're just hoping, you're just hoping to make it through, right? You're just hoping to maybe see your spouse again, thinking about what you would say to your kids if you make it on the other side of this. And, and a lot of times I do think that's what happens when we are under attack spiritually, when the enemy comes against us, is that we just go into survival mode, right? Like, man, if I can just barely hang on, if I can just come through this, uh, I might lose an arm, but if I survive, uh, I've made it. But what Daniel shows us through this really fascinating story of Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den is that you can not only survive your attack this morning, you can learn to thrive. Like even when, even when the enemy is coming against you, even when you're thrown into a pit of lions, you cannot just survive, but you can thrive. So let me give you some things. Go ahead and write these down. Maybe you wrote the other things down, and I hope you never have to use them. You will have to use these. How to thrive in the lion's den. Number one, number one, don't ever, ever, don't ever, 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 ever let what happens to you affect the spirit in you. I love this verse that describes Daniel. Verse 3 says, Daniel distinguished himself above the governors, not because he, of his talent, not because of his musical ability, not because of his physical condition, not because of his intellect. We know all of these things about Daniel, like Daniel, Daniel apparently was athletic. Daniel did have good intellect. Daniel had a lot of wisdom. But the way that he distinguished himself in life, graduating senior, hear me this morning, it's the same way that you will distinguish yourself in life. It wasn't about how many awards they gave you before you walked across the stage, graduating from Central Cabarrus, Daniel distinguished himself because he had an excellent spirit in him. And can I tell you this, that people with an excellent spirit don't always have an excellent life. Can I get an amen? And like, that's the time, that's the way that we're tempted to think. Like, well, they got an excellent spirit. Of course they have an excellent spirit. If I drove a car like that, I'd have an excellent spirit too. 
If I had a job like that, I could have an excellent spirit. But if you found in life that people with an excellent spirit have usually been through some things in life. I mean, that's what happened to Daniel. Daniel, you, you remember Mary's calling versus Daniel's calling? So when Mary was called, an angelic host shows up in Mary's bedroom and the angel declares, Mary, you are highly favored above all women. Like, that's what I want my calling to be. You know what Daniel's calling looked like? It looked like Babylonian soldiers walking up to his door, knocking on the door, and Daniel being drugged off into captivity in chains. That's what Daniel's calling looked like. Daniel's calling looked like being promoted and then being overlooked. Daniel's uh, uh, calling looked like walking through seasons of obscurity. Daniel's calling looked like watching his three best friends walk through the fire. You say, whoa, 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 Pastor Doug, what's the big deal? It wasn't Daniel that was in the fire. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. But do you know, actually, one of the most dangerous places in life is to be outside of the fire watching your friends walk through the fire and get a bitter spirit about the person that threw your friends into the fire. Hello? So, so sometimes it's not as dangerous to be in the middle of the furnace as to be on the outside of the furnace and pick up an offense on behalf of the person that you care about that's in the furnace. But Daniel had learned, Daniel had learned this secret that it doesn't matter what happens to me, it what ha it's what happens in me. And Daniel, even at this point in his life, watch this, he's about 80 years old now. He was 16 when they knocked on his mama's door and drug him off to Babylon. And he'd been through some stuff in life. He'd had some stories to tell. He, to tell. He, had, he had been through adversity upon adversity. And yet even at a later age in life, it said Daniel had an excellent spirit about him. Do you know that the Holy Spirit can cultivate that excellent spirit in you no matter what kind of adversity you are walking through this morning? I want you to say this out loud. I, I want you to say this will not. Affect my spirit. Go ahead and think about the thing that you're facing right now, the thing that's coming up this week, and say, this will not affect my spirit. Go ahead one more time. Preach to yourself like you're in that meeting on Wednesday. And say, this will not affect my spirit. Because if that's the way you walk through life, it won't affect your spirit. And you can go in the middle of a lion's den and walk out unscathed, not just externally, but internally, because the enemy isn't just coming against you physically, he's coming against your heart. He's coming against your emotions. Number two, understand that the attack against you is because of the anointing that is in you. Listen to this, verse three, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel. There would not have been an attack against Daniel except that a promotion was knocking on the door of Daniel. Are you here in this church? Are you hearing this this morning? Sometimes the attack against you by the enemy is because the king is getting ready to promote you. And so if you're going through a little, a little kitty cat attack this morning, 
You can kick off that kitty cat. By the way, I bless you to kick off any kitty cat that comes around you or your home. Sorry, cat lovers. But you can just, you can shed a cat fairly easily, but you only step into a little kitty cat promotion. If you're facing a lion-sized attack this morning, maybe the reason that you're facing that lion-sized attack is that there is a lion-sized promotion waiting for you on the other side. And so bring on the lion because the king is about to promote me. That's the reason. That's the reason that, see, if Daniel would have been living some casual run down, ordinary, average, just get through the day, just go to church because it's the right thing to do on Sunday. I don't know that he ever has to face the lion's den. But because Daniel was on fire, because Daniel was passionate, because the king was getting ready even later in his life to promote him once again, lion size attack, but lion size anointing. Number three, I love this statement about Daniel. Live with such character that the only charge that could be brought against you is that you love God too much. Listen to that. You say, well, that's, a, that's unrealistic, Pastor. Well, it wasn't against Daniel. Verse 5, it says, these men said, watch this, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So you have the king that was ready to promote Daniel. All of the governors, all of the other royal officials get so jealous that they conspire together. We got to take Daniel down. How are we going to do it? I don't know. We've searched his internet history and there's nothing on there. We've searched his relationships when he's traveling out of town and there's nothing there. We've searched how he treats his family and there's nothing there. We've went back. He's paid all of his taxes. The only charge that they can come up against with Daniel is he prays too much what a way what a way to live your life church I'm not saying you might not have some junk in your past but today you can say from this day forward the only charge let the only charge that man would ever get, bring against me is I get a little too passionate when I worship my God that I, that I pray a little, man, that, that David, he prays too much. That Joe Phillips, he, he evangelizes too many, too many people. Don't get near Brandy when she worships. You better have a three-foot radius around Brandy when she worships. She might knock you out. Like, that's the kind of charge that I want brought against me, that I've told too many people about Jesus, that I've given too much, that you love too much, that you forgave too much. Oh, that person, they forget. They just let people walk all over him. They, for, they forgive all the time. No, there's a difference between letting people walk all over you and just walking a life that sees somebody you're afraid to forgive somebody because it is going to make you look weak in the eyes of other people. You are never more strong in your life when you say they may not deserve forgiveness, but I didn't either. I'm going to forgive them anyway. Oh, man. At, your, at our funerals, let it just be proclaimed that we love God too much. That's CFA church. They were... They were crazy. They cared about their community too much. They put on too many evangelistic events. They were doing all of these types of things. The next thing then is, is this. Fight all of your battles on your knees. 
fight them all on your knees. Verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. So here's what happened. The governors and the satraps conspired together. We're not going to find anything against Daniel except a charge that is brought against him in the name of his Lord. The Lord. And so they conspired and they went to King Darius and they said, Hey, Darius, would you issue a decree, issue an edict that nobody in the kingdom can petition any man or any God except you for 30 days? And Darius was foolish and he signed it and he sealed it with the king's ring and it couldn't be revoked. And so now when Daniel knew that the right was signed. That's the writing it was talking about. He went home. He went home and here's what Daniel didn't do. Daniel didn't go down to the basement. Daniel didn't. See, there's time to pray in the prayer closet, but there's also time to pray publicly. There's a time to take a stand in your heart, but there's a time to take a stand with your mouth. And Daniel didn't go home and say, oh my, look how culture has shifted. And it's not popular anymore to believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. So I'm just going to hide my beliefs in this season. It's not popular anymore to believe God's views on marriage and sexuality. So I'm just going to hide behind my couch. No, Daniel, watch this. Daniel went into his house and in his upper room with the windows wide open. Toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day. And he prayed and he gave thanks before his God as was his custom since his early days. Watch where the attack was against Daniel. Where was the attack? Where was the attack? It was against prayer. What did Daniel do? He prayed. Here's what you do when the enemy brings an attack against you. You amp up your game in the very area that he brings the attack against you. So if he's attacking you with a rebellious teenager, you give more love to that rebellious teenager. If he's attacking you in the area of finances, you give like you've never given before. If he's coming against you in your prayer life, you pray like you've never prayed before. Whatever the attack is, you go after the enemy in the exact area that the attack is coming against you. And then here's the conclusion of this thing is that God then will shut the mouths. God will shut the mouths. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.